this time, um, I'm getting further and further away from cricket, and I'm really enjoying this crossover thing going into other sports. I've got a, I've got a very interesting sports sports lady here for you today. Um, a childhood friend of mine from high school. Um, I've got a very passionate, highly regarded ice skating coach and once British national team as well. I have Jennifer Morgan Milne with us today. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. Nice to see you again, Cassie. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long it's been a long time. I mean, we're talking no, years. 20, 20, probably twenty years now since I've probably seen. I maybe bumped into you in the town once or twice after school days finished, you know, and a, and a night out here or there. But I've never seen you for uh, for otherwise. You know, we keep in touch over Facebook, and I, I see that your family's grown. You've now got two lovely children. How, how's how's life anyway? Really good. So, um, yeah, it's been a long time, obviously, since school days. Um, I've got, as you say, two children, a son called Josh, he's now 13, and my daughter Maya, who's nine. Um, so obviously life's been a bit tricky over the last three months, just with um, everything that's happening just now, yeah. so we've just had to adapt to that slightly differently. Um, but yeah, they're, they're safe and well, and uh, that's the main thing, so all good. No, that's a, absolutely, absolutely. And how have you found, uh, just a routine, have you had to be, are you quite a routine person? Have you... How have you found just being at home all the time? Have you have you had to be quite strict as mum to kind of get the get everybody doing what you doing stuff around the house and keeping everyone moving? Well, um, yeah, I think when you're a coach um, and you have you know an athlete that that trains as well, you have to kind of be quite you know sticking to a routine all the time. Um, so we do have a routine, you know. It's difficult because I think at this age, when they can't see their friends, they can't go out. It's really it's quite a hard transition from for them to go to this, you know, and they're not allowed outdoors. So, I've kind of you know been a little bit more lenient with um, school work and things. We have been doing it, but you know we've been enjoying family time, going out lots of walks and things like that as well. So, um, but for sure, I'm looking forward to getting into a bit of a routine again, um, especially for. Um, Maya, who's skating as well, she's um, been doing lots of classes though, so lots of online classes, and I have as well with my skaters, which has really um, helped kind of give me some sort of structure into my days, which has been great. No, it's it's fantastic. I want to talk. I want to talk to you about that, that stuff a little bit later on as well when we when we get through your kind of early early career. Now, I want you to just take me back. Let's go all the way back. You know, I want you to get your your memory memory working now. So all the way back to childhood, where did you where did you grow up, Jennifer? What was your what was your family? What was your kind of family makeup background? So um, I was actually born in Middlesbrough, in mm-hmm. England, and um, I then moved to Saudi Arabia. So my dad um, actually worked in Saudi Arabia, um, so I lived there for a few years, and then we. What moved was that like? What was that like? That's an interesting um, place to be moving to in childhood. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Hot, very hot. Um, yeah. I absolutely loved it. So I used to be able to speak some Arabic uh, and I loved it. We had a swimming pool in the back, well, it was a, com- a communal pool, you know, for all the residents. So yeah. I think I swam every single day. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was excellent. It's really different, obviously, completely different culture to, to what mm-hmm. it is. And it's completely changed again now from what it used to be. I know mm-hmm. that we weren't allowed to drive. <laughs> yeah. uh, which I think has now changed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And um, <laughs> Then we moved to Scotland um, for, I think, for starting primary one at Carrollside. Okay. And, uh, yeah, well, pretty much been in Scotland ever since. Any brothers or sisters? I can't remember, actually. Do you, do you have any brothers or sisters? No. Oh, yeah, okay, you were only, only child. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you went to Carrollside. How is how, how is it? So, you know, what age would you have been when you started school? You were, I remember you, one thing about you, I don't know, maybe my memory serves me correctly. You were quite young for our year. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I would, it's July birthday, so I think. Sure. In the I don't know why I thought that. No. I don't know why I thought that. I always thought you were a year, one of those, you know, something get people that are a year younger for the year, they're one of the young ones of the year. So, what age were you when you started at Carousel? I was five, um, and uh, that's when I started skating as well. <clears throat> okay, so this is how did the ice, how did the ice skating come about? Can you imagine you've seen too much ice in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you're right. Um, so actually, um, my dad is uh, Welsh, and we were over visiting my nana um, in okay. Cardiff, and my mum decided to take me ice skating with my nana. And I mean, I can't remember, but apparently, um, I stepped onto the ice, and I just started skating. I didn't hold on, 
and they, uh, somebody approached my mum and said, you know, is this your daughter? Um, does she skate? My mum said, no, it's the first time. And she said, well, you know, that's incredible. Um, you really have to get her into skating. So I absolutely loved it. Um, begged my mum for lessons and we came back to Scotland. She took me to East Coast Ice Rink and um, asked one of the coaches there if I could get some lessons. And that was it, really. So you're five at this point. Now, what, first of all, can I get my head around how you can just walk in an ice rink and start? I mean, my memories of an ice rink was going to East Cobride Ice Rink, holding on to the edge, crawling around the side, maybe holding on to a friend or something that had a bit more rhythm than me to make it, to make it around the ice rink. How did you, how, how, was it, how were you so confident? I mean, it's, it's a bit scary the first time you go on the ice. I mean, you fall on it, it's, you know, bones are going to break. How, how, was it just something, how did, you, how did you take so natural to it, do you think? Um, well, I think you have to be fearless and I think um, I've never really been scared of anything, you know, I've done a skydive and I think I've, you know, I think the ad adrenaline, I love adrenaline and I think you right, okay. be fearless, you know, I think there's some people that will stand on the ice and just say, get me off, you know, yeah. I want to do it and that's it, whereas I think I just absolutely fell in love with it and I think because you know at the beginning it was just that I could go fast and can feel the wind in your face when you're skating and I just wanted to go faster and I wanted to learn different things and I think um yeah just having no fear definitely being fearless definitely helps um if you want to do a sport like see that's why I couldn't get my head around that because me and you're the, exactly the opposite then I could never even dream about jumping out of a plane or doing any of that, <laughs> that my, oh god no, I'm terrified the house absolutely terrified <laughs> I don't so, know if I do it now but yeah but I mean, but with the ice skating, I mean, it's interesting to hear because it is, it's quite a fiery thing. I mean, you either, you'd either take to it or you don't take to it. My memory was watching Torbo and Dean on the ice and it was just like, these people are freaks. How the hell do they do that on the ice? So I'm, I'm amazed. I'm really amazed by the, by the sport. So, I mean, your, your timeline of your career, I mean, it, it really does. It didn't take you long, Jennifer, to get into it. I mean, 1992, you became the youngest member of the British ice skating squad at eight years old. I mean, yeah. that's unbelievable. I was actually um, at a competition, I think it was in Bradford, and um, they actually said, after I'd done my skate, they set um, an announcement over the tannoid and asked if my mum could bring me up to the boardroom. Didn't have a clue what it was about. You know, I think she thought she'd done something wrong or something. So, um, when we walked into the room, it was one of the ladies from the, the um, you know, National Education Association. And um, she just said to my mum, you know, um, she's really, this girl's really talented and um, would she be able to join the squad? But I was only eight. And at the time you had to be 10. So they had right. some discussions and some meetings and asked my mum, you know, how did I think I would manage being away from my mum at such a young age for a few days mm -hmm. to do different camps. Vishnu mm -hmm. um, Abbey, Crystal Palace, and I actually trained with a few um, champion boxers and things. That was really good. But mm -hmm. you, you know, they were concerned that I was too young to be able to go away for five days at a time and not. Yeah. Time. But I absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. You know, I was quite independent, um, even at that age, um, quite determined. So you know, I I wanted to go, and that was it. So I don't think my mom had much choice. And I actually remember the first camp, and you know, they were worried I was going to be upset, and it was just kind of. See you later. See you later. <laughs> I'm on. Got you. I'm away. Absolutely. So, so who was your kind of? You must have had still had to have like a, a guard, some sort of, you know, adult with you. Or who was? Who, where, where were you staying? Who were you? Who were you with no. down there? Yeah. Well, we stayed in. Um, where Crystal Palace and Bisham Abbey, they had sort of almost like dormitory, I suppose. Um, so I shared a room with one of my teammates, but there was no okay. access in um, the room or anything like that. When I went to an international competition, I went with my coach. Um, so that was a bit different. But at the camps, um, you know, I think we got into trouble a couple of times, maybe. Um, no, no, that's what it's all about. I, 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 remember those, I remember those days. I remember those days well. <laughs> going away, I was going away with... But like you say, the squad, how many would have been in the squad at one time? How many How many of you all would have been there? Um, it's hard to kind of think back, but probably around 10 or 12. Uh, same same with cricket when you go away. I mean, you would quick get up to get up to a lot of no good yeah. in the evenings. You know, a lot of pranks going on, I'd imagine. A lot of people <laughs> get So that, that, that's what it's all about. It molds you. It molds you moving forward. 
So a woman you mentioned, um, I've, I've looked up your story quite a bit, and her name comes up quite a lot. Is a, a lady called Diane Dure. Mm-hmm. Was she your was she your coach at this point? I mean, from the right at the start. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she, I went to Diane actually when I was six, so I did have another coach um, to start with, and I think my mum just seen Diane and she really liked the look of Diane and um, moved me to Diane from the age of six. So yeah, um, I mean Diane has achieved quite a lot of, of you know champion skaters and um, she I think what I love about her most is she's just so passionate about figure skating she just loves to skate loves figure mm-hmm. skating and I think I, I share the same kind of passion that she has and she's always you know it's she's always someone I've looked up to and now she's obviously a very good friend but um, I would always kind of take her um what's the word I'm looking at? I would always take her advice because you know she's someone that I know that's achieved a lot she's um been to world championships and uh, Europeans and things so she's achieved a lot in her career so yeah she's um, okay. my coach a friend and um she actually teaches my daughter um as well with me now so yeah. I predominantly myself but Diane um also helps with that as well so well, I know. well listen when we, when we get on I want to talk I want to talk about you your superstar daughter, because that's who I've been. I've, I've, I've been following her career and seeing what she's getting up to. But I want to go on and talk more about what you've done. One thing I wanted to ask you is, what's training like as a figure skater? I'd imagine it's pretty intense. It sure is. Yeah, I mean, figure skating is. I suppose there's there's a lot of um. Of, well, of course you have the jumps, so you have to be strong enough, um, to be able to you know take yourself off the ice and rotate two, three, sometimes now even four times in the air mm-hmm. and land. So, you know, that requires a, a huge amount of strength. Um, you also have to be really flexible and mm-hmm. be able to get into a lot of the spin positions. Um, you also have to be, um, so, you know, there's a bit of gymnastics in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also have to be quite a good dancer as well. So a lot of dance, especially now as the sport's progressing, um, you know, you kind of have to be able to move your body. Like, so mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stages have good the dancing lessons. So mm-hmm. I think really for me, it has a bit of everything. But you have to do it on blades, on ice. You know, so yeah. it's, so it's when you're training, so when you're training, do you actually do these training sessions? I mean, for instance, like you're saying, the stretching and the gymnastics. Would you do some of that off the ice? Obviously, a bit of the stretching yeah. stuff, um, but the dancing and everything. You have to learn that obviously on the ice if you're going to be doing it on the ice. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, obviously you have all the spins to learn, all the jumps to learn. So that's one side of the training. Um, but, you know, with my guys as well, so even during lockdown, um, we do stretching every single week. We mm-hmm. practice all the jumps off ice as well. Um, I'll do some um, like intense, high intensity interval training with them. And um, cool. keep the fit levels up. Uh, they can go out running. There's so many different things that we can do to try and be a better skater. And of course, you learn all these things off ice, and then you have to take that onto the ice as well. So it's um, a really, really challenging sport. And I think, you know, for people just watching figure skating that don't really know about it, I suppose it looks fairly easy as they glide. No, no, no. I don't it's, think so. I don't uh, think so. I've always been able. If you can tell, man, it's it's yeah. it's the way you land and do it so gracefully on ice. It's hard enough to do that. I mean, if I was to jump and spin right now and land on my leg on a non-sliding floor, I would fall over. But I mean, we do in cricket. It's years do, of like, yeah, years and years of training. Um, figure skaters don't get dizzy either you know i think it's actually been proven um scientifically that figure skaters because they're, they're they've trained their brain into spinning so fast for years that they just don't get dizzy like other people would um, as well so it is it's, it really is amazing what they, what they can do i mean you obviously took to amazingly well you to you so you've represented um you've been in the brit the, the uk squad you've moved on 1992 you won your first national skating championships for scotland england and wales tell me tell me elaborate on that tell me what tell me what that was like um so yeah i suppose i was really lucky that i was able to do all three because i was born in england so that meant i could enter the, the english championships um i am scottish so i was able to do that and also my dad is welsh ah um, right okay wait i thought that read scotland england and wales all together so you took part no, in no, no. the championships yeah so I was a Scottish okay. champion, the English champion, and the Welsh champion. Um, 
so I was really lucky. The only one I can do is Irish, but I don't, don't I'm have sure any you were the one that, I'm sure you were the one that as well, judging by the, <laughs> that, 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 that's, 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 I mean, what, so you're, what, you mean, you're nine years, you're, you're what, nine years old at this point? I think so, yeah. I, I think even looking back um, in pictures and I have quite a lot of trophies, so I think that it was before I was, yeah, nine or ten anyway, that I'd won um, titles, certainly before the British Championships anyway. That's, that's, that's unbelievable, unbelievable. A coach, I read one of the quotes on you, um, one of your early years coaches said that when you were as young as nine years old, they had to compete you against like the 14 and the 15 year olds because you were too, too advanced for your own age. You know, is that something you've always been used to? That you, but you saw you, you, talking to you in, in memory of you when you were a girl in school, you were always a confident, you know, you, you didn't back down from anything. So is that just something that you had instilled in you from a young, from a young age? Um, well, yeah, I think um, just the level I was skating at that the, you know, just had to put me into older competitions. I think that particular person was He Gunjin. He Gunjin. So he used yeah. to be, um, he, he, kind of the, the, he was head of federation for figure skating. So um, there was a competition um, down south and yeah, a lot of the competitions I'd done, a lot of the, the girls were much older. Um, mm -hmm. But to be honest, I think um, it's probably more daunting for somebody who's a bit older, you know, having mm -hmm. somebody younger coming in. So I don't think I ever looked at it and thought, oh, you know, I'm competing against these older ones. I think I just really focused on what I was doing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're younger, there's probably a bit less pressure than what it is when you're older, yeah. you're competing against you know, a 10 year old. So um, mm -hmm. I suppose that was quite a positive for me. Brilliant, brilliant. Again, pretty early in your, around that time as well, you were invited to go to uh, lovely Canada, Toronto to be precise, and um, mm -hmm. to join the, this, the, the figure, the Toronto Figure Skating and Cricket Club. Yes, that's so right. So the honest, you know, that, that was quite interesting. I, I, you're, on a, you're on a cricketing stroke sports podcast here today, and you were once, you were once invited to, you could have taken up cricket, Jennifer. <laughs> I, bet, I know, yeah, I could have, I could have. That's probably, I like the cold surroundings, I think. <laughs> Wouldn't have so, tell me about, so tell me about that. That, that must be, that's, that must be. It was amazing, actually. Um, so I had um, family in Canada, so my mum and dad put me on a holiday. We spent a few weeks over there, and um, she, my mum had arranged some lessons for me at the Toronto Figure Skating Club. I think at that time, and I think even now, you know, I think you had to maybe be a certain level to be able to get into the, the ice rink anyway, to have lessons. Mm -hmm. I was taught by a couple of different coaches there, and one of them um, was a lady called Ellen Burka, and uh, her daughter was uh, the world champion, actually. Um, and I have a, a lovely letter, actually, that she wrote to me um, before I left Canada. But yeah, they wanted me to, well, they, you know, they asked my mum would I go over there and move, and I could train with them. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, being 10 years old, I didn't want to leave my friends, and I didn't want to leave Diane, you know, I loved my coach, and mm -hmm. um, who knows what that might have led on to, but, uh, you know, I think everything's meant for a reason, and uh, I was meant to come back to Scotland, so that's that's what I did, I decided not to go. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're probably young, I mean, I, le I, left, I left home at 17, just after high school, to go for my first professional contract down south, I mean, at 10 years old, you know, it's a big ask to leave your to leave your, your leave your leave your mum and, and go away. I mean, you're only only a young girl, and if you get homesick over there, you can't just nip nip in the cut, get somebody to drive you down the road and, and come back. And um, so you went on in '94. Um, you represented Great Britain um, in Slovenia. Yeah. Um, interestingly, you were uh, again, again Diane Dewar was part of the coaching team, but this time you also had the uh, the dancing on ice star, former Olympic champion uh, Robin Cousins. Who was coaching you as well? How was how was that for you? Um, well, great. I mean, Robin was more like a mentor for um, the all the the guys that were competing for the squad. Um, so everybody was over, you know, competing for Team GB. He was there as well, um, just as a mentor, really. But I did have a few lessons with Robin as well um, down south. Um, he was working on some jumps and things with me as well. But as you know, I mean, he achieved so much as a skater, um, you know, mm -hmm. Olympic champion. So um, it's pretty incredible to have somebody like that, you know, with you in Slovenia and um, kind of being by there as well. But yeah, Diane, and again, 
was with me in Slovenia and my, my parents weren't with me. So, um, you know, I suppose it's quite a big commitment for as a coach to take, a, you know, a 10-year-old to another yeah. country um, mm -hmm. and look after, after them for, for a few days. And she didn't have just me. It was one of my friends as well. So, um, you know, it just shows your dedication, I suppose, to, to what she does as well. No, it's, it, she sounds like a she sounds like a great woman. She's been part of your pretty much your, your whole life. Um, even up we're going to go on to talk about some other stuff that involves her, but she does. She sounds like a, a serious serious person that's influenced your, your your life in a positive way. Um, yes. In that competition, you competed against thirty five other international competitors. So we're not talking about you know Mickey Mouse stuff here. We're talking you know <laughs> the international international stuff. You came runner up. You know how how, how special. Who, who, how close were you to winning it? What was it? Was it tight? tight in well, um, I can't remember the scoring, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, when you go to an international competition, it's it really is an eye opener. Um, I think the girl that won actually was um, the cousin of an Olympic uh, lady called Midorito, who was a mm. Japanese skater, and she was, you know, Olympian. I mean, so the standard of the athletes were it was just incredible. So yeah. Notched yeah, up, not up a level. Yeah. Um, well, I went to Slovenia twice, and I think the first time I was fourth, the second time I was second. And it really, you know, it's amazing even just to watch all the other skaters and how they train. Um, it's it's an amazing experience. But, yeah, it, I, th I think um, the UK lack a bit of funding and things, so they don't quite have some of the facilities that a lot of these other countries have. And mm -hmm. it's a real shame because um, I do think if there was a bit more funding available for um, figure skating in the UK, um, you know, we'd be able to afford a, a, some better things we can train, you know, training needs, more better facilities, more coaching. So, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you've just got to work with what you've got. So just, just, on, just on these tournaments, my understanding, I've watched a bit of it when the Olympics and stuff is on, you know, obviously when you go on to perform, you're judged on out of, out of a score by the judges, they're watching you. You spend how long, so, so for that for that tournament in particular, you know, let's say you've gone out to the ice, so it's you, single person, gone out to the ice, how long would you, would you perform, how long do you perform for? So that depends on what level you are at. Um, if you're looking at Olympics and World Championships, um, what happens is you have a short program, so you have two different, um, we call it programs, so it's like your routine. So you have mm -hmm. two, um, the routines that you would do. So you have your short program and your long program, which is called the free mm -hmm. program, um, which mm -hmm. is longer. So, you know, a short program is two and a half minutes, free program could be four minutes long. So it really doesn't sound a lot, I suppose, but, you know, within that four minutes. Um, there's a lot of stuff that needs to, yeah. a lot of spinning, jumping, yeah. you know, gliding, the whole, you've got to do yeah. a lot. Yeah, so even then, um, I mean, when you start off at beginner level, though, the, the, the program's only required to be one and a half minutes. So just as you progress and you go up the levels, they get longer and longer. Um, but, I mean, it's really, really technical. You've got to have so many jumps within that program. Um, you, you know, you're not allowed to repeat some jumps. Um, you can do spins, but you're not allowed to do repeat. You know, it's, it's really, really technical. And then... Mm -hmm. The rules actually change every year as well, so um, so yeah, you're always kind of keeping up to date with changes as well. Look, I just I'm trying to I'm trying to compare compare that to so in cricket terms, I, I'm a batsman, so I go out to bat. So when I'm waiting to go out to bat, you know the heart's going a wee bit, nerves are getting you getting those kind of the nerves are coming in, and I go out there. But in between, I face a ball, for instance. I can have a wee breather to the side, you know, wait for the guy to get ready to come and bowl at me again, calm myself down, face up again. For those four and a half minutes that you're out there, you've got to be like, because one mistake could be the difference between you getting a, well, like a 9.5 or a 9 or, yeah. you know, your score. I don't, I don't, excuse my ignorance of not knowing exactly, <laughs> but I can tell you, you get judged on literally every movement. Absolutely, yeah, and it's not just the technical aspect. So, I mean, even you're saying one thing that could go wrong, one thing could go wrong as well that can affect you from, you know, can affect so many points, but even, you know, not holding a landing position. So when you do a jump or a spin, um, mm -hmm. you know, you have to finish it off well. And if that's not done to a certain standard, then you'll be marked down mm -hmm. um, and lose points. So, I mean, every literally every minute or every second sorry of that performance you are judged on 
Um, so yeah, you can't, there's no time to sort of rethink or anything like that. It's literally your moment and it has to be perfect. But and and then do, rehearse that, do you rehearse that? I mean, do you, that performance that you go out and do, how long, how many hours do you spend perfecting that? Or how long do you get to perfect that? Um, I mean, you're obviously training the programme um, every time you go into the ice. Um, you know, as you go up the levels, I suppose, as well, when you have the short and the free programme, you might decide one day you're going to train the short programme and then other days will be the free. But, yeah, it's um, you have to visualise, obviously, your programme and make sure it's going over in your head. But even before, when you're at a competition and before you step onto the ice, you have to do, obviously, a run-through of where everything is. Because when you go to a different ice rink, of course... You know, especially if you're younger. So, for example, if you have your programme at East Kilbride Ice Rink, you go somewhere else, you, you have to figure out where you're going to start and um, what direction it's all going in because it's a different ice rink. So you've got to place mm -hmm. it Yeah, out. okay. Um, the shape, so the shape changes? The ice rink's shape can change a little well, bit? Well, yeah, especially for younger ones, you know, you have to, and it happens every competition, um, a kid will forget what we are going the wrong direction because it's not a familiar ice rink. So although mm -hmm. the shape of the ice rink will be roughly the same, they'll all be different sizes. Um, and you've are, got some quicker, are some quicker than others? Is it, can some be, can no. some, no, okay. Um, just... Not really, ice is ice, but, well, to a certain extent, but yeah, you do have some ice rinks that have amazingly smooth ice. They maybe don't That's have what I mean, because in, in cricket terms, you go to some grounds and the grass yeah. is not being, it's not being looked after as well, so it can be a bit untrue. So can that yeah. have an ice skating as well? It can, yeah. I mean, you try not to make excuses, really. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, there's some ice rinks that have amazing um, ice on them and uh, they don't have a lot of public skaters and things. Mm -hmm. um, um, but a lot of rinks are used for hockey, ice hockey and curling. So, um, yeah, it varies from ice rink to ice rink. But, you know, you've just got to work with what you've got. Everyone's skating on the same ice. So, you know. You see, you're talking to a cricketer right now. We moan and groan about the pitch all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, but it, just we're just trying to work out that it could happen. Your performance could be a little bit hindered if the ice was maybe, the rink wasn't looked at, it could be hindered, it might not go as, you might come off feeling like, okay, you might not make excuses, but you know inside, my, I wasn't, I wasn't the, the ice wasn't as clear as, yeah. as I would have liked it to be. Absolutely. Okay, but, but you're not an excuse maker, which is good to know, because, you know, as a coach as well, I'd imagine you, that's big, something you don't like your skaters to be, yeah. is making excuses. Like I can see the coach in you there, I can, I can totally see the coach <laughs> in you there. Um, so you came back, you know, great achievement out there, you know, excellent achievement. Um, which then, which then probably seen you become, you got, you got awarded the Young Sports Person of the Year by the Duchess of Kent. Very proud moment for you. Um, yes. Did you, that, practice that... Your, did you practice your curtsy nicely for that, for that one? I think, um, I think I just bowed down to her while she put my medal on, actually. Okay, okay. Um, but that was actually an amazing experience and one that I'll never forget um, because my myself, my mum and dad, um, we had to go down to London and, um, you know, obviously we're at the, the STV studios, ITV studios, can't remember what it was at the time, but um, mm -hmm. we had to obviously film it all. But that was such a, an amazing experience because I got to meet so many famous people as well. Um, mm -hmm. Ant and Dec. Like, 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 Ant and Dec. Yeah. And I had Robin Cousins with me um, at that as well, which was really, really nice. You know, he kind of came up with me onto the stage. and But it was excellent because the film crew had to come over to East Kilbride Ice Rink. And, you know, they came to my house and they filmed me at my home and filmed me at the ice rink. And, you know, for a 10-year-old, it was just, you know... Like you're, a movie, like, you're, like you're a movie star. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's probably one of the, the biggest highlights uh, of this meeting journey, I suppose. It was really, mm -hmm. oh, absolutely loved it. And I, I really enjoyed being on um, with Richard and Judy as well. It was, it was excellent, really good. No, that's, 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 that's class, absolutely class. One thing that I really like in your, in your, your story as well, you got awarded a Blue Peter badge. I would have yeah. loved to get a Blue Peter badge. I used to watch that after, or watch that after school most days. Yeah. How, did that, how did that come about? So again, um, so it was me and a few fellow skaters at East Kilbride um, and they came over um, to, to film us on the ice rink as well. So mm -hmm. um, it was on TV um, and 
it was, it was excellent. You know, each of us, we all received a good Peter band and the, you know, the interviewed us. I do have all these recordings somewhere. I'll need to try and dig them out. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to see that. That'd be definitely cool to see that. So again, I mean, who doesn't want a Blue Peter brand? It was no, exactly. I'm, I would, I'm jealous of that. I'm envious. I would have loved a Blue Peter brand. I am. Sorry to say. I don't actually know where it is. I, need to, I really need to find it, actually. So, Because um, mm-hmm. uh, I think, actually, you can get into quite a few attractions for free. You don't have to pay and things. So it's quite a... Well, quite a you, better. you definitely need to find that. it. You definitely need to find it then. <laughs> So I mean, did you go down? Where did you go down to for that? Where did you, where did you go? Did you go to the studios somewhere down south for that? For the Blue Peter, um, they actually just came to East Coast. Right? All right, and, okay. And so I just remember a couple of my friends being quite jealous at the time because they, I think, they quite liked the presenter at the time. Um, who was that? That Andy? Was that? Was that that? What was it? Who, who was the presenter? I'm trying to think of, of his name. Um, did Andy Peters not do it at one point? Was it Andy he Peter? did, yeah. I think that was maybe before. Um, the new guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I think to... I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name either. But I think I know <laughs> who you're talking about. Um, so that was another amazing experience. Yeah, really good. It's quality. Um, another, another, another championship followed. You won the the British Primary Championship at the age of thirteen. So, you know, talk to me about how, how did that competition work? Like, when you, is that just all the, any, any kids up to the age of primary school all over, the U, all over the UK partaking in it? Well, what happens is, I think I was actually younger than that. So apologies if, I've, if that's wrong. I think no, I was, maybe my mistake. Maybe my mistake. I think I was, um, I was definitely no older than 12 because I actually done the British Junior Championships um, at 12. So I okay. must possibly 11 even when i done the primary, but wow. Um, wow. yeah, it was an amazing experience. And actually too, um, Diane actually had a, believe it or not, um, there's four different levels at the British Championships at that time. And um, it was novice, primary, junior and senior. And Diane, my coach, actually had three British champions that year, which mm-hmm. has never, never been done before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyway, I don't think it's been done since. I'm not sure, but yeah, um to have three gold medals was incredible for her as well. So um yeah, but it was amazing. So to get into the British Championships you have to achieve a certain score and um, mm-hmm. get into the British Championships. Um and depending on what level you're at is depending on age. So for mm-hmm. junior, when I won the British Junior Championship to twelve, uh, British Junior goes up to nineteen. So I would have been, you know, definitely the youngest by far then. So you were competing against people as high as, as high as like 17, 18, 19? 19 years, so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At 12? Yeah. And you won the championship? Uh, well, not that. In the British Junior Championships, I was fifth. Um, and that's um, the last time I'd done the British uh, Championship. Okay. Um, but, but even still, fifth? Fifth think, at the age of 12? Yeah. I that's think it's incredible. It was a pretty good, uh, you know, quite an achievement, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, that's, uh, you sound like one of the little Ukraine ki- girls, you know, like you look, you watch the gymnastic championships and you get these little wonder kids and they, yeah. beat, the, they beat the adults. I mean, you were clearly, clearly a wonder kid, Jennifer. I mean, it's kind of sad because, you know, you, you, you kind of left the sport at 13 and this is where I really want to, I kind of, you know, reading up in your story. And I remember when I first, you know, I maybe wasn't so close, but I didn't know you that well in the first couple of years because you came from a you came from a feeder school into Williamwood, Carroll yeah. Side. I came as a, a lone wolf from Mount Gloss. And if you wanted to talk to me, it was like, you know, took me a couple of years to find my ground. Um, yeah. So I didn't know you that well, but I did see some pictures and some stuff and it was, you know, just knew about it through some other people that you were a, an ice skating superstar. But then it obviously kind of never really, it, it, it went quiet. So tell me, yeah. why, 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 did, why did you leave the sport? So... It's a really, really difficult um, time of my life, I suppose. So basically, my dad became really, really ill. He got cancer when I was 12, and it was really quite bad. Um, and he had a, tum- a tumour in his bowel the size of a large grapefruit, the surgeon said at the time. So that put a lot of strain on to, um, obviously, my family and home life, but also... Um, it led to the breakdown of my mum and dad as well. So um, my mum and dad separated when I was 12 um, and it was a really um, 
it wasn't a nice breakup at all. Um, and it was really difficult being on an only child as well. You know, you kind of had to deal with it all yourself. And I think growing up in an area like Clarkston as well, you know, all my friends, mums and dads were together and I felt like I was the only one. And of course mm -hmm. it happens all the time, but I didn't really, I felt like I went through it on my own, you know, it was really difficult. Um, and that just played a huge part to, to why I couldn't skate anymore. Um, there was a huge, there was a, a huge amount of pressure as well for skating. And, you know, it's not that it came from my coach or my parents, but I think I'm quite hard on myself as well. And I'm a perfectionist and, I've, you know, it started getting really, really difficult. And I think just with everything going on at home, um, it just... So did you still maintain a relationship with both your parents, Jennifer? Well, no. Um, so I went to school one day and came home and my dad wasn't, wasn't home. He just, he had left and he left me a note to say, um, you know, that he had to go and how much he loved me. and But he just couldn't stay in this kind of um, volatile relationship anymore which I could completely understand um, so that was at the age of 12 and um, I never actually I never seen my dad again until I was 21 um, so you know that that was really really difficult and it was through no fault of my own um, you know it was just the, the, the separation of my parents um, I never got to see him so I think that kind of I think because of it I associated my dad being so unwell um, the, the breakup of my family, um, all to do around with the time that I was skating. And it was, it, I think, you know, it was more like I had to escape it all. And just escaping it meant that maybe I wasn't skating and that's what it was. So, you know, it's really, really sad. And, you know, I still to this day think, what would I have achieved? Um, you know, I can't believe that I just threw all that away. But, you know, I can only move on from that now and probably in a sense I think you know that everything happens for a reason I'm a great believer in that I really really am and um, I've now obviously got my daughter and all these fabulous little girls and boys that I've got coming through now and you know maybe I wouldn't be so passionate and driven had I stayed in the sport maybe I would have left it and never been a coach you know so um I don't think there's any, I can't, I don't want to see, I don't dwell on it anymore because I think it's not going to, you know, give me any positive energy for the future. And you can't mm -hmm. always feel what would have been, what I could have done this or I could have done that. It's done. And um, yes, I should have went back to it and I'd kick myself all the time. Think I should have really went back to it. But um, do you know what I really would have loved to have done most is even if I hadn't got to World Championships or the Olympics, I really would have loved to have done Disney on Ice for shows, you know, and just travelled the world and done shows. Yeah, um, that would be amazing. Yeah, I loved um, to perform, loved Disney. So I think mm -hmm. it would have been to be a Disney princess. Um, I would have just loved that, you know, and that's probably the hardest pill to swallow, I suppose. Um, as much as, as I say, I would have loved to have been to worlds and things, but, you know, um, yeah, I think um, the show is, is uh, something I would have loved to have done. No, it's, it's, it's um, I don't mean to, uh, you know, got, you got me a bit emotional there when you tell me that story. I mean, you're a friend of mine um, on Facebook. We still, you know, quite a lot of us in William, from the William days are friends on Facebook. Now it's quite cool to stay in touch with people that you went to school with and follow that your kids are grown up. And you obviously know that I, I, have, a, I have a son called Harris. Um, mm. And I've not, uh, my, my, my marriage broke down. Um, quite a few years ago and I'm, I'm now remarried and I've got a, a five-month-old daughter mm -hmm. but I've not seen my son for, for over two years now um, and it's uh, you know listening to you there it break, breaks my heart because yeah. I don't want my I don't want my son to to go through that and you know I, I'm hurting as well um, not seeing him uh, but no it's um, you know I, I, I just pray that that does it after listening to you I hope I don't need to wait to 21 years old until I, I see my son again and I'm sorry that you, that that happened to you, Jennifer. You know, you, you, that's it breaks my heart to hear you to hear you say that. But you're a strong girl. Um, you've come out. You've come out. You're like you say. You've got to look positive and look at the future. You've got a be yeah. beautiful family, um, and you've got so much going for you. So yeah, okay, it was sad. You left the sport. You probably you you, you did. You know, I was judging by what you'd done in it. There was so much you still could have done. Yeah. But 2011, you decided right. It's time for me to get back involved in the back involved in the sport. Um, and you, 
you made that you started coaching private clients to begin with. So where did this? Did I mean by this point had you had your was your son and daughter born by this point or? So um, by two thousand eleven. So actually, um, I worked. I moved to over to Fife um, sure. when I was around twenty one, and that's okay. where my husband. He's from uh, Fife. So. Um, so I moved over to Fife and I worked in the bank actually and had done like a, a bank manager's kind of position for a mm -hmm. few years. Loved mm -hmm. that job actually. I loved working with the public and helping people. Um, and then I think I always knew I would go back to skating. Always knew. I just knew that it had to be the right time. And when I had, um, when I had Josh, my son, that was in 2010, um, I just thought I can't really commit to if I'm if I'm going to be a coach, it's got to be all or nothing. You know, I really wanted to. I'm just that kind of person anyway. If I'm going to do something, it will be you know everything into it. a bit like yourself, Cassie. Must yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I want everything done yesterday. A bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I mean, like just for, just for the viewers, I was I was waiting for some information from Jennifer just before you know a couple of days before the show. And she hadn't got back to one of my messages, and it was like I was like, uh, Jennifer, uh, I think you're not going to tell me then. And she's like, she's like, I've got two kids, Cassie, I've got a busy life, and I was just like, oh, uh, sorry, hands up. But know. thankfully, you I know me, and you know I can be a bit like that. Yeah, I do get it though, you know, and I'm a bit like that myself. You want things done, and you, you know, and I completely understand that as well. Um, so yeah, I, I knew when I had my son that I wanted to go back to, it, but to be honest, I wanted to enjoy my children. I knew that. Mm -hmm. When you're a coach, you're up and down the country, up down the U, you know, in the, all over the UK. Um, sometimes you can be down in England uh, three or four times in two weeks for different competitions. And mm -hmm. I knew that my children being young, that I just, I, I, I could either be a mum or a coach. So I started doing a little bit of um, coaching at Alan Eishink in Fife called Kirkcaldy. And mm -hmm. just kind of covering a bit of group sessions. Um, and then I'd done all my mentoring hours to become a fully qualified level two coach um, mm -hmm. in Bride. So by that point, my children had grew up then. So, I mean, Maya wasn't born um, until 2010. So Josh okay. was 2007, Maya was 2010. And that's, as she was getting older, around two, one or two, I thought, yeah, now's the time because I can take Maya onto the ice um and can I get my feet back on dice again and I mean I even remember going back into the ice rink and feeling butterflies and I just you know I couldn't wait to get back on the ice and actually I could still do quite you know quite a lot of things which was great um, yeah. so it, it's been amazing but as I say I knew the timing had to be right and I wanted to enjoy my children so I think it's been perfect for me for my family and being able to enjoy my kids growing up I think when they're so young you would miss too much, you know. So for me, it's worked out great, um, really, really good. No, it's, it's so you know. It sounds like the best move you could have made because sometimes when you've had such success like that, it's always hard. You always, I found when I left international sport, I, it was hard to kind of get anything that really got got me motivated. And you've obviously went through quite a lot of years of, of not. So nothing else probably. You said you did your job in the bank and stuff like that, but all the time the real passion. There was burning underneath, probably wanting to come back out, and, you, and it's, it's great to see that you came back. You got uh, 2014, 2015. You you coached skate the Skate UK program at the East Kilbride Ice Rink. What yeah. what does that what what did that what did that entail? So that's What's just that? um, coaching group um, lessons. So you know, Skate UK is a great program for um, children and even adults who want to try to ice skate, um, but not you know they could have never stepped on the ice before. Um, or they could be, you know, be able to skate, but they want to do a bit more. So the Learn to Skate program or Skate to UK program um, is good for that. And it's a group sessions, as I say. So that was really good just to kind of um, get my feet onto the ice again and get working with some different children. And it's also great to try and kind of talent identify, I suppose, as well. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, as we were speaking about earlier, um, it comes quite natural to some kids. So, yeah, it was. It, it's a good program to identify any children that you think could be quite talented and good at the sport as well. Um, now, okay, here's a question for you. When you see somebody talented and there's somebody completely non-talented, how do you, as a coach, you obviously still, the, the person that's really untalented maybe still really enjoys the sport, 
and wants to keep coming back, do you do you, you show just as much as encouragement to that person, or do you find yourself, you know, how do you how do you obviously you like working? I'd imagine like working with talented talented kids that have got the potential to to go somewhere. But how do you do you do you give just as much, you know, of your knowledge to the, the ones that are just really basic and and, and probably just yeah. Um... I think it's just in my nature anyway to give a hundred percent. I can't not do that. So, yeah. you know, and you're not going to have, as a, you know, in the job that I do, you're not going to have ten superstar champions. You know, yeah. Um, you you know, I have some skaters that skate once a week, and it's just a hobby and it's a bit of fun. Yep. Um, and I have skaters that skate five days a week that you know would love to be a British champion. And yep. you know, I can honestly put my hand in my heart and say that. Every lesson I have with every with every child uh, gets receives the same effort into their skating because it's just not um, in my nature. I suppose just kind of sit yep. back and think, oh, you know, just do what you like. It's just not really me. So um, everybody gets the same lessons from me anyway. But you know, sometimes um, the, the the kids that just want to skate once a week and it's a bit of a hobby. Sometimes their lessons are more enjoyable because yeah, it's yeah, yeah, because they uh, love it. You can yeah, see how much they just love it and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you get so much enjoyment out of it. Um, and, you know, for me, Cassie, to be honest, talent, you know, if a kid tries hard, I, I don't take very well to children that are a bit lazy, that mm -hmm. can't really be bothered. You know, we all have off days and things. Um, yeah. But um, regardless of natural talent or where they want to go, if a child's prepared to work hard, and I see that, you, you see it in them, you know, if, if yeah. a kid... If a kid works hard, then I can't really ask for much more, to be honest, as a coach. No, that's 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 that. The only reason I picked your brain there, I want to see what kind of. But in my eyes, that's the perfect kind of coach. You know, you you get the best out of everybody. It doesn't matter what level they are. Um, and it's good. It's, it's really good. It's really good to hear. So you you, you took it up a notch, and you became a fully qualified NISA level two coach again under the tutoring of a certain lady, Diane Dewar. She's back again. She's uh, back. How was the how how was where was that done? You know, is that quite an intense intense course? Well, actually, I was still living in um, Fife at the time, so I was driving, I was working as mum, and I was also driving every weekend over to East Kilbride Ice Rink um, to get all these mentoring hours done. So you just have to do a certain amount of hours to get you know listen to what she's doing, and um, and then you have to you know, do some written work as to you know what you learned that day and. Mm -hmm. um, so that was all done and you have to set a couple of tests and and then that was it became fully fully qualified so um so yeah that was that no obviously that gives you just gives you that extra credential i mean it's good that people respect you anyway i'd imagine because of you your cv speaks for itself you you know what you're doing on the ice you achieved a great deal in your youth but the the the, the, the coaching certificate just gives you that extra credential that you you know you, you know how to coach you know you know what you're talking about um so that's 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 brilliant so your story is kind of less exciting now for me. It's the, the next story that really excites me. I mean, I've been following this now in the background on social media for quite a while. Your daughter, Maya Milne, mm -hmm. she's quite a superstar. I mean, she's, um, is, is, it, is, it, is it safe to say she, she might be even better than you? I, th I hope so. I really do. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's already... The things that she's doing, yeah, she's she's already achieving more than uh, certainly off the ice. You know, I'm, she's nine years old, and um, you know, even during lockdown, she's doing jumps that I could never do off the ice. You know, okay. So um, she's actually um, very very petite. So although I'm really you know petite and small, Maya is um, tiny. You know, she's she's so tiny, tiny that she rotates really quick. So she's very mm -hmm. lucky that. Um, she rotates really, really fast. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think if she keeps working hard, um, you know, the future could be really bright for her. Um, she's a really hard worker. She just loves... Um, she's such an active child, Cassie. When Maya was born, I can... I, you know, I know you spoke about your daughter and how much yeah. you love her, and, um, but their hard work. And yeah. when Maya was born, oh, I, I really... You know, I've I've never seen such... Um, energy from a child. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just unbelievable. She was always, you know, trying and wanting to do. It. In fact, 
you know the baby walkers you put babies in yeah yeah uh, so my son would sit in that for oh you could leave him for an hour and do your housework my yeah. uh, would be in it for around a minute then she would be fed up and she would want to push it herself even That's when exactly she's what my daughter's like, like. She wanted to push it herself, it just, you know, just so determined and driven and I just thought, you know, she's probably going to want to skate. <laughs> um, so yeah, she works, she does work, she works really hard, she does. So, but just to, what she achieved so far at the age of nine, what she, what kind of level, just to explain what kind of level she got to already. Well, she's now at a level called um, Basic Novice, um, so you can compete now. Um, she's qualified now for the qualifier for the British Championships. In right, okay. So yep. um, the, she started skating when she was six. So when she was, I mean, I had her on the ice when she was about two. Mm -hmm. uh, skated a few times, she loved it, she would just kind of skate round and round um, and the game when she was like three or four um, but then East Kilbride Ice Rink actually closed um, mm -hmm. for around a year so I just didn't take her skating because by this point you know I wasn't working at the ice rink so I just, um, she was doing dancing and other things so mm -hmm. uh, when ice rink reopened um, by this point she was six and that's when she had her first lesson with me on the ice properly and mm -hmm. uh, I thought she's really picking it up quickly and uh, within a few months you know she was just excelling really really fast so um so now fast forward three years um she finished um top of the uk in the uk rankings um last year for level two which is of all ages um at that level and then she finished top of the rankings for level three um mm -hmm. again, of all ages um, she's won a good few competitions now um, and yeah I think it's going to be quite exciting so the next kind of um, two three years are going to be quite exciting for her and really tough probably she's got a lot of really difficult jumps to try and learn now um, but yeah she's um, now in the British um, development squad as well Mm -hmm. So she was in the Young Star squad, she got picked for that when she was uh, around seven and she's now in the, um, the development squads for the DBR squad as well so, and she was well, eight when she got onto that as well, so same as her mum. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, I see some of, our, some, of the, some of the pictures that go up and there was one picture I seen in particular and the face was just like, the determined, I could just, I was like this girl, you could just you could see it in her face, she is determined. There's not going to be any, she'll get what she, you could just see it. And, and I mean, it sounds like you've got a, a lovely, happy home. Uh, you know, do you think maybe not having to go through the hardships, the, the difficulties that, that you go, uh, may see that, you know, Maya's able to, to go on and who knows where she might, yeah. might she might, she might end up living her, living her mum's dream and her mum being super proud of her and watching her every day with happiness. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm so proud of them anyway. And if she told me tomorrow she wanted to be a dancer or a swimmer, I'd support her 100%. I think you have to absolutely love what you do and want it for yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, and I'm sure there's probably people that'll think, oh, it's, you know, I've heard, oh, she's doing well because her mum's a coach. Um, you know, and I think... No, no, that's not... I've seen, I've seen, actually, I've seen plenty of... I've seen plenty of... I've seen plenty of talented i've played with plenty of talented sports people and they're sometimes you feel sorry for their their kids actually because they don't have the talent that their parent had and yes. it's harder for them but this this little girl maya's obviously i can i can vouch and say i've seen i've seen i was actually showing my mum and dad it was in it was in the garden social distancing in the garden the other day um, at the back door and i was saying i'm interviewing um, a girl that i went to school with and this is her daughter and i showed from the distance and my mum and dad were like Wow, how she yeah. looks. She only looks about. She only looks about five or six years older. And I think she's a wee bit older than that. But I mean, it's 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 amazing. It's inspiring. So, what does the future hold? What do what's uh, what what what's in the horizon? What's your goals and what's what's what, what's Maya's goals as well? Well, so well for Maya, I think um, getting to the British Championships would be amazing. I mean, that was going to be happening this year, hopefully. Um, but because of obviously what's happened with the virus and things, that's really kind of put things on hold. We've mm -hmm. not been on the ice now for nearly three months. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, for Maya and all the skaters, it's it's going to be hard, you know, to get her feet back onto the ice. Um, and 
you know, trying to rebuild again what you've lost. I mean, I'm sure it'll come back. It'll just take a wee bit of time. But the mm-hmm. British Championships are actually meant to be held in November this year. Okay. So, you know, I'm not quite sure yet what um, British race skating have in plan yet or in place for skaters that want to qualify for the event. So I'll just have Mm -hmm. to see. But I think, so short term, she would love to be able to compete the British Championships. Um, And, you know, longer term, you know, I think I truly believe that no matter how talented or untalented you are, if you really work hard and you're focused on a dream and you want to get there if you work hard enough you know you can do it and you know I do believe that she is talented enough to to go to where she wants to go and the difference obviously she has is you know a good family life you know myself my husband are very lucky that we go on very well and she's always going to have the support that I suppose I didn't really get when I was around you know that kind of age um so she comes from a very happy home um, she'll always be supported 100% from me and her dad. Um, mm. The sad thing about figure skating is, is it's so expensive. I mean, it's really, really expensive. Um, competition fees, lessons, of course, um, you know, I'm teaching Maya, so I don't have that cost. But when I'm teaching Maya, of course, I'm not earning. So yeah. it's kind of the same. Uh, yeah. The skating boots, you know, boots, a pair of boots and blades can set you back £600 um, and they can maybe only last a few months until their feet grow, yeah. Um, skating I didn't know they were that, I didn't know, I didn't know they were that, did not yeah. know they were that expensive, bloody hell. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of talented um, kids can I seem, but you know, sometimes their families just don't, can't afford for their child to... Yeah, you know, to I was thinking, oh, this might be quite cool, you know, I might get my daughter in the ice cream, <laughs> but that's a bit scary, I mean... She needs six hundred pound yeah. ice skating boots. That's. I mean, is there any? I guess you said it earlier on. There isn't much funding or anything in the UK for it. No, it's there's not at all. Um, I suppose because there's only a certain amount of ice drinks and things. Um, it really is a shame because you know, obviously, I love the sport so much. But if we had some more funding, um, you know, it would be incredible what you'd be able to do. I mean, I know in Russia and a lot of these countries. They have so many amazing talented skaters but you know they have all these incredible facilities and they have their own um dance coach and mm-hmm. they have somebody who'll just do all their fitness training with them and mm-hmm. they have their own choreographer to design all their programs and you know ideally for me as a coach that is how i that's a route i would love to go down you know i love to do the job i'm doing but i know that I, you know i'd love for my skaters to be stretching you know, nearly every day, um, but I can't be there every day to make them do that. So I think the best way forward for figure skating would be to have a team of coaches. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to work in you know other countries, but you know who knows for the future of um, skating. But I think um, it's working for you know the, the Olympic champions and things. That's how they work. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Well, listen, I I I, I hope uh, maybe this gets seen by. The right, the right people, and you know, uh, some something, something, something comes of it, and, and there's more funding out there because girls like Maya are obviously got so much, so much to offer, um, and they could go on. To, who knows if they had a little bit more backing? Who knows going to compete in the, the Olympics and, and do really special things for for the, for the country and UK? Yeah. Um, incredible if somebody was, you know, if if you even. Um, have funding for the boots and blades you can then spend that money to maybe you know get some extra coaching in from a you know and a russian coach or the money could be spent elsewhere so um you know it is a shame but there's more all the all the skaters at the ice rink are in the same position and i know a lot of I know some families that have two two girls that skate um, I mean, it, there'll be hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds of pounds a month. Um, I mean, you're talking a mortgage payment every month for them to see. Yeah, so it sounds like I mean, it's more of a more of a it's rich a family. Scale. It's yeah. more of a rich family sport. I mean, you're not. It's it's that's that's. And we're not rich by any means, so it's just yeah. lucky that I can teach Maya. You know, um, yeah. otherwise, you know, I don't, I couldn't afford for her to skate um, with another coach. Field. It's it's so expensive. It really, really is. Yeah, because I mean, the lessons. I'd imagine they've been probably quite expensive as well to to keep yeah. maintaining the lessons. Yeah. Um. So, look, it's been a 
spear of it's been brilliant, it's been really good. I, I you know, I had you were a bit skeptical when I said to you, you know, Jennifer, come on, come on the podcast, I'm crossing over into other sports. Um, I think it'd be really cool. You were a bit like, Oh, you know, I left the sport many years ago, but I think your story is very inspiring. I think um, your daughter's a perfect example now that you know, you didn't stop because you didn't love the sport, you, you know, it's kind of other circumstances probably. You know, forced your hand to maybe you're, you know, you had to you had to concentrate in other areas. You know, need emotions, other things. You sound like in ice skating. You need to be in it. You need to be really focused in it. Um, yeah. And you know, by but I'm watching. I mean, I watch all the little videos that come up, but now I follow Maya on it and Instagram, and I'm amazed. I mean, by the training that's going into it. That you know, you said you mentioned earlier five days a week. Some some of the some of the kids are training. That's well, Maya's that's out that. six anyway. But yeah. Um, and as I say, I've got, there's other little girls that are coming through, they're talented little girls as well. And um, it's amazing actually that, um, you know, I've got a few six-year-olds who, they just amaze me with um, their work ethic. I mean, it really is incredible. I mean, little girls at six years old holding four-minute plants. And I mean, it, you know, they're just wow. so So it's, it's amazing, really good. Wow. No, look, look, keep doing, keep doing your thing. Keep coaching the next, next superstars and hopefully... I will we'll be watching this space closely and looking out for Maya, uh, mother and daughter team going on to win some win some big championships. Who knows? Either she might go down the Disney route or she might win the Olympics one day. I'm oh, sure. she, she wants to go there, so we'll see. So, well, <laughs> listen, she, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Jennifer, it's been great to have you on the show. Um, I look forward to when it. I look forward to uh, when it comes out and see what kind of response you get to. Yeah, and thanks again for asking me. As you say, I wasn't sure at first. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I've really enjoyed it, Cassie. So it's been great to catch up with you, and I wish you all the best um, with your future as well. Thank you very much, Jennifer.